0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole, and you are listening to When Hustle Meets Flow. Um, I just want to thank everybody who has been tuning into the podcast over the last year, year and a few months. Um, We have almost close to 10,000 downloads at this point, which is so incredible. Um, And today's topic... I really was going back and forth. I'm going, to, I'm going to do another podcast because there was two things I wanted to talk to you guys about. One was, if you are on my email list, I sent an email out today um, just about the family vacation I had and the unexpected healing that occurred on that vacation. Um, and I was going to talk about that today. But then my daughter, who is just so deep and full of wisdom, said something to me today. And I just thought, okay, this is definitely what we need to talk about. So today's topic is really about um, your inner child and your heart and really growing up. Um, So let me start from the beginning. This morning, my daughter woke me up and asked me if I, she could share her, her, um, dream with me. So I said, sure. And she told me about her dream. And, you know, it was like this wild, crazy dream where she was at this like museum and there was all these ancient animals, except they were all alive. And she was opening up all the cages and like letting them be free. And she said in her dream, she felt really sad for them because they were all locked up and they just wanted to be free. So, you know, being that she's my daughter, she's like, can we look up what the dream means? (laughs) So I said, sure. And in fact, I actually uh, look it up right now so I can read it to you. Um, But essentially what the dream is about is so is if you dream of animals, um, animals basically represent, let me just pull it up. Dream interpretation, dream moods, Animals. Hang on guys. (laughs) Bear with me. Okay. So I read this to her. I'm going to read it to you right now. And I'll tell you what she said. So she, to see animals in your dream represent your own physical characteristics, primitive desires, and sexual nature, depending on the qualities of the particular animal. Animals symbolize the untamed and uncivilized aspects of yourself. Dreaming of, let's see, oh, to dream that you are saving the life of an animal suggests that you are successfully acknowledging certain emotions and characteristics represented by the animal. The dream may also stem from feelings of inadequacy or being overwhelmed. If you are setting an animal free, then it indicates an expression and release of your own primal desires. So I read that to her. And she asked me what primal means <laughs> and um, I, I, you know, defined it as best as I could. But it's what she said to me afterwards that, oh, man, just really hit me straight in the core of my heart. And I just thought it was so powerful, but she said something to me like, she said, you know, my heart feels like it's in a cage. And I said, oh, wow. I said, why, like, why do you feel that way? And she said, when a certain friend of hers called her weird, and this was in kindergarten, you guys. So my daughter's going into second grade. So she remembers in kindergarten, this certain friend of hers called her weird. And she said that the moment that that friend called her weird, she felt her heart get locked up in a cage. And I mean, I don't know how you guys are feeling right now hearing this, but when I heard that, I mean, that is so deep, so telling, so much wisdom in that. And I explained to her how honest that was and how true that is for her. You know, this friend of yours that you really like called you weird, which was probably the first time that anyone who you really cared about their opinion basically judged you and and made you feel like who you are is not good is not good enough is not okay and this is what happens to all of us you guys you know i say this to my clients and i say this here on the podcast but all the things that you are struggling with today pretty much stem from Things that happen to you between the ages of zero to seven. Now, of course, of, you know, of course, like deaths and divorce and abuse and all these things can happen after the age of seven and absolutely do impact you. But the real core ego that you have, that subconscious that you exist in, the subconscious record player that is constantly rolling in the back of your brain, that. Is formed between the ages of zero to seven. And so when my daughter was five, a friend called her weird and automatically a voice in her head was created. Don't be weird, right? Don't be too crazy. Don't be yourself. Keep your heart locked up. Don't express yourself because then people will think you're weird. And gosh, guys, I just, it's, it's, it's a gift and it's also a curse to kind of be so aware of these things, especially when you have kids. Um, because, you know, I work with clients and we talk about inner child stuff all the time, all the time. And, you know, it's really powerful to know the moment when something happened, but it it also doesn't matter. You know, you, if you just, always remember feeling self-conscious or afraid or shame or something, and you don't necessarily know the first incident. It's it's not necessary, but it is really powerful. And so today I just was thinking to myself, like, how as a mom do I fix this? And immediately when I thought that and I say that, I have to remind myself that it's not my job to fix that. It's not, it's, it's, I'm, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out what my job is. Um, I think my job at this point is to just see her and hear her and just tell her that it's normal to feel the way she feels. And that is understandable, like essentially to validate her experience. Um, but it just really got me thinking, you know, what are the things that we, me, you, struggle with daily? Like what is that record player in the back of our head that keeps us stuck in certain ways? And how can we go back to that root cause, pull it out from its roots and create a new story for ourselves? And that's part of the work that I do with my clients is that inner child work. Um, and inner child work, you know, is not, um, I'm sure there's all kinds of methods and techniques, but the way that I do it in my life that is massively healing. So for instance, today, when all of this happened with her, I could feel my own heart, you know, breaking a little bit. And it got me asking myself, what is this about, Christy? You know, what is this about? And of course, it's it's my own inner child that is kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be weird either. Like I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be, and I certainly don't want that for my kid. And so if we allow ourselves, children are such mirrors. Children are here to be your mirror. So it was a very, um, you know, interesting day and I just really wanted to come here and share it with you guys because yeah, I, I I know I said this before, but I really just want to bring this point home, what you struggle with, what you've always struggled with, and keep in mind that the things that you struggle with, unless you heal it, unless you, you work on it, right? Unless you really feel it and allow it to move through you. Um, it's going to continue to manifest just in different ways. So it it can look like, you know, always having a boss, like no matter where you work, there's always someone there that's just picking on you or no matter what boyfriend or girlfriend you have, like there's always drama or you're always in and out of friendships or just like whatever, you know, you're, you make money, you spend it, you're, you're broke. Like whatever pattern is constantly manifesting in your life, it's really powerful when those things are happening to check in with the inner child within yourself. And when I say that, it's as simple as placing your hand over your heart, closing your eyes and just connecting in with that version of you that experienced that thing that you're experiencing for the very first time. Um, you know, rejection. That's something that I... Um, that's something that my daughter is mirroring to me. So I've noticed in my daughter, um, not for her own fault at all. I think it's just part of her energy. I think it's part of her human design. I think it's just part of her karma here, but she, I mean, you know, not, not like in a, you know, horrible way, but I've just noticed that she gets rejected a lot by friends, um, friends that she's like, Oh my, like, you know, she's like, do you want to be my friend? And like, my daughter will be like, you're my best friend. And and I can see that the other kid is just not reciprocating it. And that is exactly how I was as a kid. Um, and that is honestly kind of how I still am today. (laughs) I really, when I meet friends, I really I'm like, I I just want to have fun. I just want to have a good time. I just want to be around people that want to have fun and have a good time. And it's, you know, believe it or not, it's really hard to find that. Um, there's always something people are either too busy or they don't, they have enough friends or you know, they're, they live in the same town that they grew up in. So they don't really have space or time for new friends, or we will be friends. And then, you know, three months into it, they just drop off the face of the earth. I mean, these are, these are the manifested patterns that manifest within me. And I'm now starting to see it in my daughter. And, you know, for lack of a better way of saying this, I think energetically, I kind of passed that down to her. Um, and I'm just witnessing it within her now. And And trust me when I tell you, I am massively working on this within myself because my job is not to fix my daughter. My job is to heal my own wounds. And when my wounds heal energetically, it really spans through time and space. And so I'm healing my ancestors and I'm healing future generations. And the best way I know how to do inner child work And the most powerful way is truly at the very, when you're in the moment of the trigger, when you're in the moment of the thing happening, that is, that is the manifested pattern that is happening. It's in that moment that you check in with your inner child, you know, and if you've never done inner child work, go to YouTube, search inner child meditation, holistic psychologist, And there's literally, I think she has like a 10 minute super quick meditation that kind of helps you connect with that inner child for the first time and takes you through a little guided visualization. So then once you've made a connection with your inner child for the first time, you can very easily just check in with that version of yourself when you as an adult are being triggered. Because you have to remember, you as an adult are not the one that's upset that So and so didn't invite you to a party, right? That's not you that's doing that. It's your inner child. It's that little version of you that felt rejection for the very first time that is still reacting to the rejection today. You know, it's crazy, but like if you go on social media or, you know, if you watch any sort of viral videos of, you know, people arguing at stores or whatever, like you just see it. They're basically like four and five-year-olds in like 40-year-old bodies screaming at each other. You know, if you ever watch um, (laughs) videos of like like politicians and, and when they're like debating and stuff, I mean, you can see it. It's just, you can see when the child within a person has gotten to them because they just... They're irrational, they act out, they're not, being, they're not making sense, and they're really coming from that emotional place. Um, so in the moment, checking in with that little version of you and simply asking, are you okay? What do you need? Now I want to share, I had a client um, the other day and we were talking about this and we've talked about this inner child work. She actually told me about how she's like, oh yeah, you know, I had this moment with my mom and she's like, I was crying in the car and she's like, I checked in with that inner child and I told her, everything's okay. Nothing is going on. You're fine. And so I said to her, I said, you know, first of all, I'm really proud of you for checking in with your inner child, like, obviously that's not something you would have done prior to working together. So like, that's a big step. So number one, you know, really congratulate yourself for that and acknowledge that. And then I said, did you actually use those words? Nothing's going on. Everything's okay. This doesn't matter. She's like, yeah. And I said, okay, are those the words that you used to hear? And she paused and she was like, yeah. And I said, and how, when someone tells you this doesn't matter. You're fine. You know, it's everything's okay. How do you, how does that make you feel? And she was like, "Mm, yeah, she's like, it makes me feel like I'm not being heard or seen. And I said, exactly. So you want to make sure that you actually listen to your inner child, that you hear her, that you see her, that you validate her and acknowledge her. So it's not about checking in with that inner child and being like, it's fine. It's okay that's like the opposite. What you want to do is check in with your inner child and ask, are you okay? What do you need? And in your own, like you're, when you check in with your inner child, you're literally tapping into your subconscious and your subconscious will answer you. And I know when I do this, my, sometimes my inner child, she just says, I just want someone to keep me safe. And I say to her, you're safe now I'm here. And I put my arm around her. This is all like, you know, I'm I'm imagining all of this in my mind, but I put my arm around her and I just tell her, I'm here. You're safe now. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. And I just hold her and I ask her, what else do you need? She's like, just for you to stay here. And I say, I'm here, not going anywhere. You know, maybe in the future, my daughter will check in with her inner child and maybe her inner child will say, I just want people to accept me. And so it's my daughter's job to say to her inner child, I accept you. I'm here for you. At least that's what I hope and pray happens when she gets to that age. Because the truth is, I, I I can't. And the truth is, it's not my job to undo what she felt from that day. You know, that's part of her story. That's part of everyone's story. You Unless you keep your kid in a bubble... They're always going to have people say things to them. I remember in kindergarten, um, my daughter came home and told me that a little boy called her trash. And I was like, what? Like, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be in her subconscious now. And she's going to be telling herself she's trash all the time. And interestingly enough, it was actually like one of her little best friends that just probably innocently was like, you're so weird. <laughs> um, and and that's how that moment right there is how my daughter began to conform to society, which is what I work with clients all the time. Because when we, when we conform to the standards of society, we lose our individuality. We lose our dreams. We lose that spark, that thing that makes us weird and unique. And this world more than anything needs more women and men to be themselves, to be weird and unique. And what's so interesting is, you know, we grow up, we have just wide ambition, you know, just wonder in our eyes. And as we go through life, people say things to us, people, things happen to us and we start to conform. We start to get in this box. And then it's really sometime in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, or even never that we then start to realize that we are in this box and that it's time for us to get out and stand on our own and be who we are. And that again is a part of the mission of why I'm here and the work that I do. So I wanted to share this story with you guys today. It's been on my heart all day long. This is gonna be a short podcast today but it was really powerful and really impactful and I'm just gonna leave you with a couple of things that you can really start to do some inquiry. For yourself to begin your healing process, to tend to your inner child. Um, and you know, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a really successful, like financially successful, uh, person the other day who financially successful, right. Making really good money, saving has stocks, like all the things right on paper has their shit together. Um, but, um, you know, there's issues, there's behavioral issues with the children. There's, um, you know, obviously there's, there's issues, um, internally within that, within that person. And we were having this conversation about like inner child work and like doing the work and working on our ego and self-development. And, um, and I asked this person, I said, you know, I'm so curious, but do you see a connection between this work and making money? And, and this person said, no, in fact, I see all the stuff that you're talking to me about as like a big distraction. And I thought that was so interesting. Um, because the truth is there's no one way to, to being financially abundant really. Um, because this person admitted that they suffer with their self-worth. They don't think they're worthy or good enough. They, they think they, you know, could be a lot better at what they do. They could make a lot more money. And here I am looking at them thinking like, wow, you're, you're pretty financially successful in my eyes. Right. So everything is always perspective. Everything is always subjective. Um, and it was just so interesting. So if you are someone that sees this type of work as a distraction, I would encourage you to ask yourself what aspects of your life are manifesting in unwanted patterns and how much of a distraction are those things, right? So because if you do the work on yourself, it becomes a journey that you walk. And just like eating healthy and exercising, I think doing this internal work is a part of a well-balanced human being. Um, Because if not, you are literally walking around with that subconscious record player in the back of your mind on repeat. And that record was made between the ages of zero to seven. So if you had some little kid in your class call you weird you know, 30 years ago and here you are as like a 40 year old and you're like, what is happening? Why can't I, you know, why can't I start this business? Why do I feel self-conscious about posting on Facebook? Why don't I want to do a live or why don't I want to put myself out there? You know, friend, this is it. It's this shit. It's this stuff right here. So if you're really curious about this, the first thing I would do is ask yourself, what are the patterns that are manifesting in my life? How are they showing up for me? Second thing is, what what is the root of all that? So I'll give you my example. You know, I have friends coming in and out of my life. Um, you know, I, I make friends. They just kind of drop off the face of the earth a few months later. So what is, what do I think the root cause of that is? Well, it's um, it's obviously rejection. I don't like rejection. It's wanting to be included. It's that FOMO feeling, not being left out. And then the question I asked my, then the next question you want to ask yourself, this is step three, is when was the first time, how early can I remember feeling that? And I know for me, it was through my mom, you know, this is passed down guys. This is why generational traumas and patterns. They truly are passed down. My mom was from South America and she hardly spoke any English when she married my dad and she moved to the to this country and you know she joined um she was catholic and she converted to Judaism because my father was Jewish and so my mom felt a lot of rejection and feeling left out and not being included when I was a very, very young girl, because she was the foreigner that didn't speak English. She was the Catholic who turned Jewish. And, you know, all the people in that area obviously were English speaking people. And she was trying to make friends with the Jewish community. And, and you know, she wasn't Jewish and they were. And so there was, a, you know, there was a lot of that. And, and I absorbed that energetically. I absorbed that. And so that became my story. And so today at the age of 40, when I feel rejected, when I feel left out, I'm not mad at the person that's doing it because I know that they're just living their life. You know, they're not trying to hurt me. They're just living their life. I check in with that little, that little girl inside of me and I ask her, what do you need? She just says, I just want someone to tell me they love me. I just want to feel included. And so I do that for her. I do that for me. And that's what you get to do for you. If you're wanting more love, more security, more friendship, more fun, you've got to be the one to do that for you first. Because if you're looking outside of yourself for others to, you know, quote unquote, fix you or to make you feel the thing that you don't want to feel anymore, you're going to always be searching for other people to do that. And you're just basically giving up your power. And that is not what we are about here on this podcast. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, just a little update. I have human design readings, um, that are starting in the fall. I'm very excited to offer this. I will do individual readings. I will do family. I will do couple. Um, and, you can click on the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. And once I open up spots, I will reach out to schedule. The one-to-one coaching opportunities with me are filled for now. Today is July 23rd. Um, And so as of today, I am booked out. But as soon as I have a couple openings, you guys and my email list will be the first to know. Um, What else? Oh, I also have... um, some new opportunities that I have been really excited about. So as you guys know, I coach, I am also an entrepreneur and I recently have gotten into um, a crypto um, opportunity. And so I can actually... put something in the show, show notes as well, if you want to learn about that. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff cooking over here. Um, there's going to be some group programs coming out soon, more different coaching and human design opportunities. So stay tuned. And as always, please, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, take a picture, post it on your social tag me, let your peeps, let your community know about this podcast And, um, also the very last thing is very soon in the fall, I am also going to be doing a new series on the podcast and it's going to be about human design. So when I start, I'm going to be reaching out to my email community and asking if anybody wants me to look at their chart and answer any question they have about it. And I actually will be doing a, um, one episode a month will be basically a human design reading, um, and answering that person's question. So I love that idea. I'm really excited to implement it. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, just email me. I'm, um, let's see, I'm at when hustle meets flow at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram when hustle meets flow, and I will see you guys next time.